Welcome to the Wild Sisterhood Podcast. Friendship, fellowship, motherhood, and everything in between. Welcome to the hood. Hello, and welcome to the The Wild Wild Sisterhood Sisterhood Podcast. Podcast. This is episode six. Whoa. Identity Identity part two. Yes. We're so excited to jump back in. in. Yes. To jump back in. I think that we covered so many amazing things last week, but... You know, there's there's just still more. We like, couldn't cram it all in. No. No. And I you did. wouldn't want us to. We know you have busy lives, and so we're breaking it up for you. Yes. Yeah. So you are not your choices. No. Absolutely not. And I think that that is... You are what, not your emotions. No. You're not what you feel. This is such a feel-good yes. generation. Do what feels good. Do what you like. Do or what makes you happy. speak your own truth. Sure. Listen, I understand that you have a side to your story. We all do. You can tell your story. Yeah. It's fine. Absolutely. That's your testimony. It is not a truth. That is your story. Okay. That is different. Yeah. And that is where it's different. And I think that we are so confused about what a truth is and what, like, what is real and what is your story. You're allowed to have a story. Yes. A hundred percent. Every story has two sides or multiple sides or, you know, whatever. And that is what happened to you. And so, yes, that is real. But I don't think that it is the truth, quote unquote. I think that we have to sort of unravel all of these things to truly know, like, who we are. You are not your choices. No. You are not the things that happen to you. You are not the person you're dating. You are not the person you're dating. (laughs) You are not the person you're married to. No. You are not your child. You are not your mother. You are not someone else. Can we just say that again? You are not your mother. You are not your mother, and you are not the choices that your mother or her mother or her mother made. Yes. Generational curse breaker. Absolutely. <laughs> my, like, I, I have a wonderful mother. Yes. And my mom and I, again, I think I'm very magnetized to opposite people. Like, I just gravitate towards them. Sure. My mother is extremely opposite from me. My mother is... Just a wonderful, wonderful woman. And if you know her, you absolutely adore her. Yes. But I walked in the shadow of my mother for so long. And I struggled so hard to know the difference between her and me. Yes. And the things that made her wonderful are, are by proxy the things that made me wonderful. But they are not all of the things that made me wonderful. Sure. And my strengths are different from her strengths Mm -hmm. and my weaknesses are different than her weaknesses. And I remember, so I'm a pastor's kid Mm -hmm. and a PK (laughs) and I remember walking into, you know, the, the church building and people having an expectation of who I was versus who my mom was. And my mom is an extreme physical touch person. Like, that is the way she shows oh, love. Oh, I love, yes, your mom sees me. She gives me the best I mean, hug. She, and she touches hugger. my face. Yes. I just love it. And <laughs> I struggled so bad because people thought because I wasn't maybe responding the same way or touching the same way that my mom did. Yes. That I was mad, upset, that I was rude, that I was, you know, all of these things. And enough times that being said over you, you start to believe those things. Oh, yes. And then you all of the sudden are so confused about what are the actual good things in Or what me? you're supposed to be doing. Yes. Yes. And you feel shame because yes. you're not, you don't want to do them or it makes you feel really uncomfortable. Yes. That's one thing that I have just preached over my girls is that if you don't want to hug somebody, you don't have to hug somebody. 
Give him a high five or just wave. Or be just be sweet. Or just like, be kind. Just be polite. That's all yeah, I ask. Yeah. I'm good Southern girl and me. Just be polite. But you know, you don't have to do these things that are socially like pressured to be to accept. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And really the talking about the shadow of your mom, my mom is an amazing hairdresser. Yeah. Okay. She's been an amazing hairdresser for 40 years. So when I became a hairdresser, so much pressure yes. because I had some of my mom's old clients and yeah. she was retired at the time calling me saying, can you get in? And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like I'm not my mom. And the way she cuts, the way she colors her techniques, I'm very different. Yeah. And she, yes, she taught me so many amazing things and skills, but still I'm different. Yeah. And you know, the way I interact with my clients is different. My mom is an extrovert and I am too. And so sometimes we clash yeah. because we both want to be seen. We both want to be heard. Yeah. And so you, you said you and your mom are very different. My mom and I are much more similar in yeah. that, in that way. Yeah. And so trying to figure out, you know, in my own career and what's my footsteps and what is it going to look like as opposed to the career she built yeah. because it was, it was the same yeah. or I thought it should be the same. Yeah. And then I found my love for all things makeup and I blossomed, blossomed in your own person. <laughs> yes. You know, it's, it's funny too. I'm sitting here just thinking, you know, I think we were just newly friends and I was so curious because I had never had, okay, okay. let me take it back. <laughs> I had twin friends okay. in school, like okay. elementary, middle, high school. I had twin friends there, but I never had twin friends outside of that. Like, I just didn't know anyone who was a twin. Yeah. And I think it, we were, like, very newly friends. And I was like, what's it like being a twin? Everybody asks me that question. Because and I'm not annoyed by it at no. all. I know, like, twinism is this, like, amazing anomaly, apparently, that so many people are so curious. And Mallory and I are so incredibly different. Mallory is so cool and, like, boho and hip. And, like, she's just so... When she comes into, like, a party, she's just, like whatever and I'm more manners and I need to make conversation and eye contact but I am just more like southern value driven not that she's not she's just more cool you know and so I there's a lot of pressure I'm like oh she's so cool but growing up Everybody just kind of like we, my mom dressed us exactly the same. We were in all the same yeah. classes. We had the same haircut. Yeah. And so like there was this pressure to be the same. I mean, even to this day when we meet up, sometimes we're wearing the same thing. Yeah. From our own separate lives, we come together and we still do it, yeah. un, you know, unknowingly. Yeah, unintentionally. But, yeah, unintentionally. Yeah. There's just that pressure of I have to be her. She has to be me. I, th I just think it's very interesting and the reason that I bring this up is because you all are the closest that you can get to being like one the and the person. same. Yes. But you have separate identities. Sure. You have, you are separate people. Like yes. they have separate gifts and talents, things. Now for them, there is a lot of same too because sure. you both are hairdressers. Yes. And you both are wives. You both are mothers. You both came from the same native environment. Like yes. that is, you know, Our you came culture. from the same yeah. culture, the same family unit. So there's a lot of same. 
But knowing the two of you, you are so different and you are comfortable being different. Yes, I am. Yes, absolutely. Even in, I mean, the way we dress, the way we talk is, is very, very different. Like I said, she's more boho and I don't even know how to describe her. She's just like let her hair down and she's totally okay with it. Like I can't, I can hardly stand to wear my hair down. Like it has to be in a pony or whatever. But I am much more prim and proper mm. than she is. Yeah. And I wish sometimes I could be that way, but then yeah. I'm just like, but I'm just not. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's fine. And I think if you're out there, you're listening, you're wondering, how do you find your own identity? Say that you're an adult and you've struggled your whole life, or maybe you've always been super confident and yes. you've been okay with yourself yes. or you've kind of adapted through the years. Like, I'm not going to lie. When I was 18, 19, 20, like I had friends that were very like punk. And so uh, I skater. was extremely no like punky. <laughs> like I had pink hair in high school. I mean, I had like a black streak through my hair for a little while. Yes. And I did all of these things, you know, because again, you are the product of you know, the, the, what's it? The five people closest people, yes, uh, you know, to you. you and you, you know, come from an environment, you're trying to break out of the mold, you're trying to figure it out. You have, as a, as a young teenager or an older teenager, you had this family unit and they told you what it was that you were like supposed to be, who you were supposed to be, how you were supposed to be it. And you kind of had to like settle into that. And then you kind of aged into young adulthood and you kind of settled into whoever it was that you thought you were supposed to be or or maybe you were super confident and you knew exactly who you were supposed to be. Yeah. And then you kind of hit like late 20s and you kind of just have this outline <laughs> of like who you think you're going to be and like who you think you should, should be. be. But then there are all of these pressures coming and coming and coming and maybe you just got married or maybe you're not married and people are like, when are you going to get married? And like, oh, there are when are you going to have a baby? When are you going to have another baby? Right. Yes. And there are things that are outside of your your control yes and you are not any of the pressures right you are not what someone else has told you you are you have to break it down you are like you are the the things the fundamental truths that you know you like you so are. yeah right so asking yourself those questions who are you when no one is looking yeah um we talked about writing down a time when you felt most authentic most inauthentic who were you with what were you doing at the time finding your core values yeah okay so what are your core values Megan oh number one Jesus yes and whenever I feel overwhelmed with the world or discontent I find myself scrolling through Instagram or I'm standing in the grocery store line and I'm cool calm and collected but then I see this magazine of this flawless girl and I'm just like oh man I suck you know yeah. like this wave of shame I try to just like just kind of like whisper this internal prayer to myself of like, try to just stay focused. God, help me, help, help me to be content. Help me find content. Just like these content. little blips of prayer. Contentment. Gratitude. Yes. Gratitude yes. is so big. We talked about gratitude Gosh. in episode four. Yeah. Really my core values are my moral. What is my moral compass? Yeah. What is right and wrong? MG, this is so funny. MG just said to me yesterday in the car, Mommy, why are we always so worried about what's right and what's wrong? Mm. I said, I'm trying to teach you how to be a good person. Yeah. But then I thought to myself, what is a good person? And really, 
I think just kindness and empathy and what it looks like to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Being well-rounded. Yes. What does it, that mean? I, I know. You like, know. How can we define all of these things? Really, I think what it what inside what settles inside you because because each individual person can't be told what their values are. It what what is that unction inside you? What what are your red flags? Yeah. What makes you think? You know, I always said because when I was in my late teens, early 20s, I was an incredibly in an incredibly physically abusive relationship. Wow. And after I got out of that really I had that was like my testimony to my friends was if if you're going on a date or you're in a relationship with someone and he says or does something and you think to yourself, "Oh, that's weird." That's a red flag. Yeah. That is your moral compass. That is your internal value um indicator whatever index whatever you want to call it that is the holy spirit telling you something's not right yeah so whatever gives you that feeling goosebumps you know deja vu whatever feels like i need to get back on track or what i'm doing is way off yeah you know what i mean i think just like that is your first first stepping stone of trying to find who you truly are asking yourself those questions so Jonathan and I started marriage counseling this year it was it turned like 2022 and we were like guess what yes why why not like why wait until it's broken to fix it sure why not just like fix it in the process absolutely it has been one of the healthiest things that we have ever done we have learned so much 10 out of 10 recommend yes and um I mean, it's just, it's changed us so much, but one of the very first practices that we did, or one of the very first exercises that she had us do was in conversation, what is most important to, to us? Yes. And then I started thinking like, okay, not in conversation. Like what is most important to me? Like you're non-negotiable. Yes. Yes. Like we spend all of this time or maybe you didn't, but I did. Spent all this time <laughs> making like a husband list when I was like a teenager. I think partly we probably all did something like that. What are those like a Rubik's cube paper things? You oh used my to gosh, make? yes! You and you would like count, and then you'd flip one open. You'd have a mansion, and then you'd have the husband. Yes, and then whatever. Yeah, yeah. we all. So did that. I spent all this time, you know, kind of planning and calculating, you know, who I wanted. But why is it that I didn't spend all of this time? Figuring out exactly who I was and what was most important to me. Because the world told you that most important was the things I saw. Yes. And the things that other people have. Now, I, 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 I understand that those things can be important. Sure. But what I'm realizing is that the things that are most important to me have always been really the most important things. I just didn't know how to identify them. I was afraid to actually be them. I was like, I was so influenced by the world around me. Yeah. And here I am now rounding 36 next month. And I'm like, okay, I need to really know who I am so that I can know who I am married so that I can know who I am as a mother, so that I can know who I am as a woman, yes. so I can know who I am in a society of always changing. I really, honestly, now that I'm 
rounding 37, I really don't think you have a good grasp on who you are until you're like 30s. Oh, At I least. would 100% And really, agree. even still, I'm trying to figure that yeah. out. But honestly, in my 20s, I didn't have a freaking clue. Okay, so we, <laughs> Jonathan and I laugh all the time because we talk about like, you know, college should really be something that people do like. For a long time. Or when you're, <laughs> when you're like old, yes. when you're older, yes. which doesn't make sense. And I'm not actually saying that, but who lets an 18 year old decide choose what they are going to be for the rest of their life? Well, that's why so many people change their minds or have, or how, like, majors. I wonder what the exact statistic is of people who graduate with a degree, any degree, and, and do then they do. don't do that. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's high. A lot. I, I, I'm positive of it. It's a lot of pressure trying to decide your whole life. Absolutely. I have a degree and I worked really hard for that degree. Absolutely. And I raised children. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I am not utilizing the thing that I studied because at 18, I didn't know what it was that I wanted to be. I didn't know who it was that I was. I went to college to be a developmental child psychologist. Right. Am I? No. (laughs) But you're a hairdresser. Um, so a lot of therapy goes on there. Yeah. Not with children. Well, sometimes. But, yes, I mean, who who the heck knows what you yeah. want to be at such a young age? Right. I mean, I'm still deciding who I want to be when I grow up. No, I'm not saying it can't happen. I think that there are some people who are just confirmed what they want to be, Absolutely. like, as they grow. And that's like, great. I have a friend who, like, started out as, like, a four-year-old being like, I'm going to be a doctor. And, and everybody was like, okay, but, like, maybe you need to see what you're going to be when you grow up. Yeah. And then, like, here they are, like, MD. Doctoring it up. Yes. That's right. And I'm like, good for you. You knew what you wanted and you pursued it. Yes. But, you know, for all the women out there who are listening to this and don't know what we want, we don't know who we are, we don't know all of these things, we put on all these masks, we do all of these things just to be, like, accepted by the world around us. And why? And why? Yeah. Because we, because our need for acceptance yes. so outweighs everything fear else. Fear of rejection. Oh, good. Yeah. Say that. Fear of rejection. Yes. I mean, how many times do you walk into a room, whatever it is, date night, girls' nights, um, whatever, work events, that you are in your car, maybe giving yourself a pep talk. Me. Be- Me. Yes, you're a pep talk person, for yes. sure. Giving yourself this pep talk. Being who you are in the quietness of your car, and then you open that door, and it's just, boom, mask on. Okay. Yeah. So, let's talk about this. One of the biggest things that I have learned is that identity is is confirmed, like, when you are a small child. Especially in girls. Yes. Confirmed, like, by age, I don't know, four, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And it comes from the father. Um, and so we live in like a broken society and a broken world and maybe there's not a father, but identity can still be confirmed because I believe in situations outside of your control. That person who grew up with a, without a father or maybe a bad father or, you know, whatever your circumstance. Lack of father figure. Can still be, you know, a whole person. Absolutely. You know, outside of your circumstance, you are not your circumstance. Right. Um, but... It's confirmed so young and we are like those things. It's 
partially why in like elementary school like young elementary school they say be kind to each other and like do unto others and yes. you know all of these things because they are teaching us who to be yes well growing up my mom always said except for the grace of god there go why could be you any second yeah and so i always felt this pressure to be nice to everybody all the time yes. because there go away yeah at any moment yes. <laughs> you know what i mean i had this yeah. like fear yeah of, like oh god yeah. You know? And so, like, you just try to be and do and say and look and feel yeah. what everybody else tells you. And honestly, really, we just need to sit in the stillness yeah. and reevaluate who you're around. Yeah. What you're feeding yourself. Yes. Whether it be media yeah. or a, 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 another damaged person okay, who has no idea who they are. Let's pause. Okay. Damaged people influencing you. Now, if you have people around you, not everybody is healthy, and the people that are healthy are probably not that healthy. No, and like, I mean we're all broken people. This is a broken coming, world. Yes, yes, we are all broken people coming together, doing life together. You know, learning, growing, all of those things. But I will say, if you are at a loss for identity, you don't know who you are, and you have no idea what you're doing, and you just feel lost. There is a great book called the Bible. And if you <laughs> look inside of it, I, I love mean, that segue. there are so many places where the Bible tells us who we are. Oh, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh yeah. Amen. I mean, and I think we build our identity around sin so easily. That's just the way I am. Yeah. That's just the way I was made. That's just my personality. Lie, lie, lie. You have to you have to reevaluate that whole worldly lie that you've been told that that you were born a particular way or you're just that way. That's just my personality. You'll have to excuse her. Sometimes she's a little X. Stop. Whatever. I can't, I can't with that because yes. truthfully we are all changeable yes we are all adaptable Moldable. I don't care if you have done that thing for 50 plus years yes you can still change he should Old you need tricks. to <laughs> dig deep figure it out who you are inside of yourself figure out who the Lord says you are figure out who you are allowing to influence your life Yes. And maybe and what are the, some of those variables need to change. What are their fruits? Yes. You, I mean, you have to look at their tree and see the, the, the low-hanging fruit. Is it is it good? Is it rotten? Mm. And, I mean, what are they projecting on other people? How do they make you feel inside? I think one of the things that I truthfully have adapted for my own life, partially because in my own head, like, left to my own devices, I can be a very negative person. Yeah. I, that is why I, you know, am learning the art of being content. I think you're really negative though toward yourself, but you're outwardly positive. Okay. But this is why. Okay. Because I am, I can be so negative on myself and I, I know that the truth is that I need to speak life over things. Yes. But I struggle so bad in the, like in the head and it's not that I don't believe it for other people because I implicitly believe it for other people. I struggle when it comes to myself because I've struggled so much with worth. Yeah. But I believe that like the Bible says there is like life and death in the tongue. Oh yes. That the things that we speak choose life, speak the good things, 
So it is very important to me. I teach my boys to, that we are going to speak life, that we are going to say, you know, the positive things. And, you know, that can be a little bit over the edge sometimes or whatnot. I believe that you can speak, you know, life over your circumstance, little and big. You can, there is so much power in that. And that's why I believe in affirmations. Oh, uh, don't get me started on affirmations. I mean, I think that we should get started on affirmations because an affirmation is an identity confirmer. Absolutely. It tells you what you should be. It tells you what choices you should make. Yes. It is, it's, and you say it repetitively because it confirms. Like every time you say it, yes, it confirms. And that's why people, if you don't know who you are, write on your mirror all the things that you Post-it note. Or for the clay, yes. clay freaks, hello. Post-it note will work okay. just fine. Or a dry erase marker. <laughs> it's fine. But like uh, maybe maybe you're not a clean freak. <laughs> like maybe you're like me and a dry erase marker is fine. Or like my sweet husband went a couple of years ago and he bought this decal that like goes on my mirror at the bottom that when I look at it, like it says this beautiful affirmation of who I am. Yeah. And It is something that daily reminds me, this is who I am. This is what I'm striving for. Not the things that I feel like I have to hide. It is the things that I am inside. So that is why I say to my boys, I can do do hard hard things. things. Amen. And MG has her affirmation that we do before any any hard thing school if she's going to a new place girl has had this affirmation since she started the two-year-old class in preschool and we have built on that through the years we've added more through the years yes because clearly a two-year-old's not going to remember a lengthy affirmation no but i highly encourage you get your kids an affirmation going that they can say every day before school or where, whatever. Or for yourself. Or for yourself. Find, girl, find yes. you an affirmation. Absolutely. If you don't know how to find one, look it up online. You know yes. what? This week, we will post an affirmation. We will yes. write it out for you. Do you a can good one. speak it over yourself. Speak it over your We're friends, girl. Speak it over ourselves. Yes. Like, that is, I mean, it's just so important to know who you are. To know who you are whenever no one is looking. To just be authentically you. Like, you are enough. Yeah. I just, I, somebody needs to know that you are enough. What you have to bring is enough. You don't have to put something else on. You don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to, you know, cover it all up. Like take you a day. Don't wear makeup or like whatever. Un, just peel yourself back to yes. the most elementary version of yourself. If you don't want to wear cute clothes to the gym, you don't have to. True. That is a <laughs> truth. It is a truth, truth, truth. So much and pressure. listen, if you sweat, you sweat. It is not a sparkle. It is a sweat. You don't have to worry it's about that. It's not a glitter or glisten. No. You sweat, girl. Okay? Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, people are looking at the skinny people just as much as they're looking at the fat people. We're all looking at each other because <laughs> we live in a world where we look at each other. And maybe that's not politically correct, but I'm just telling you it's that true. like... Every side of it is true. We are all looking at each other, scrutinizing each other. And what for? Because we are so not confident with who we are and what we stand for. No, we're not. And a daily affirmation is going to be life-changing for a lot of you. And really, I've done actually really poorly with that for myself. All the things that I do for my kid, 
you know, mm. affirmations, organic food, none of it for myself. No, and that's and why that's we're... Ter- that's terrible. Yeah. And this is a low... This is a learning environment. Yes. Like, when we are talking about stuff, we are authentically either walking through it, going through it, struggling in it. Like, it is something that we are are trying to navigate ourselves. Yes. We are trying to figure out who we are as women, who we are as mothers, who we are as wives, who we are as business people, as, you know, whatever it is as that you are. As grandmothers, as friends, roommates, as, yes. as the list goes on, as, yes. as, as. There's so many titles and so many things that all of us are, but who we, but it is not our identity. It's yeah. what you do. It's, you know, it's, it's what you pour your energy into. Yeah. But finding your deepest self can be so freeing. Mm. You know, you, you've got to, you have to lean into that and really focus on, that is going to be homework, is just writing those down, asking yourself those questions we mentioned before, and just looking yourself in the mirror and saying, who are you, girl? Yeah. Where, did you get lost somewhere along yeah. the way? Let's, let's find you. Yes. Yes. That's so good. Yes. I'm doing that. Okay. I'm going to look at myself. When I go home, and I'm going to say... I'm going to find you, girl. Who are you? I'm going to find you. No, because I want to know... I want to know who I am for me. Yeah. I want to know who for I am kids. for my kids. Yeah. I want to know who I am for my daughter. Yes. Oh, yes. I want her to know the most authentic me. Yeah. And I don't want my kids to struggle in the same way that I struggled. And it is... It's very important for my boys, and I'm not saying that it isn't. But for girls, like, it's such a struggle. Yeah. This is how you change you. This is how you change the people around you. It's how you change, you know, just who you've always been to who you should be. Yes. Like, that is the change that needs to happen. And I think that it is very easy to just you know, get stuck in this hole of like, I I don't know how to fix it. So therefore I'm just not going to, or I know that it takes too much work, so I'm just not going to. And we like, we don't have that excuse. We are responsible for ourselves. We're responsible for, you know, our next generation. Yes. Um, and even the next generation after that, like we're responsible for those because I just read this today, but, um, somebody posted, a thing on Instagram and it said um, that God is concerned about a legacy mm-hmm. and that's why we need to like steward our children. Mm-hmm. And that was Kara's paraphrase. It was not, you know, what I actually read, read mm-hmm. but I was like, so I was hit by that. Yeah. Because if not for your children, someone else has children that teach them, be a good steward of yourself. Find out who you are. And help to establish identity and the people around you. And I think really what you were talking about before, I think it starts with what you're telling yourself. Because aside from what other people are telling you who you should be, what are you telling yourself? What, What is your internal voice saying? I'm no good. I'm not smart enough. I'm, I mean, I, I, 
I said that to myself before we started this podcast because this, the wild sisterhood for me, I sent you that screenshot of yeah. my phone and my yeah. notes has been five years in the making. Yeah. This was a dream of mine, not particularly a podcast. This is what it's developed into by the grace of God. I, I, I had no idea what it was going to be, but this has been five years in the making. And really in the beginning, I was like, I can never do this. I can never do whatever it was going to be. Mm -hmm. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the technical ability to do this. You know, and thank God for Kareth because he really sent me her. But, uh, you know, what I'm not capable. What are mm. we telling ourselves? Just forget what the world is saying about you. What are you saying in and of yourself? And I think most importantly, we need to say, I made these notes in my phone, but I didn't know if I would use it, but this is a perfect opportunity. I am loved. I am a child of God. I'm a new creation. I am chosen. Mm, I am loved. So I am alive in Christ. I'm free. I'm fully forgiven. I'm never alone. I am blameless and free of accusation. I am forever free of condemnation. I am a citizen of heaven. I am the light of the world. Mm. I am valuable, and I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loved me. Mm. Preach. So good. <laughs> so good. And I think we need to just get up and get dressed and face the world and tell ourselves we can and we are able and we are capable yeah. through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. In the end. Yes. That's it. Nothing so else matters. Good. Get it out of your head. Yeah. Forget it. Forget the rest. Yeah. I can't. Yes, you can. That's why I tell, that's why I tell Angie. She says, I can't. I say, there is no, I can't. There's, I'll try. And that is why I say you can do hard things. Amen. There is nothing that is impossible. There is nothing the you Bible can't do. The Bible says that all things. Absolutely. Yes. I all can do things all things through Christ. Yes. He strengthens me. Yes. Gosh, this has been a good one. I'm what? Listen. <laughs> I mean, it is. It, it, yes. I think I'm sweating a little. I think I'm just soaking it all in. I think that one of the things that, you know, is, is the heartbeat of who we are is this is a sisterhood. Yes. It's called the wild sisterhood. And it is so wild. It is so wild, but it <laughs> is so worth it. Like doing life, life was meant to be done in community. Yes. It is not supposed to be isolating. And if you don't have the people around you that you need, find new people. Yes. There is and somebody. That is okay to find new people. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with setting boundaries. Yes. I yes. challenge you. They're to, out there. To find somebody new because there is somebody out there. They're looking for who you. Who will bring the, the life out in you. Yes. Like the call the good things out in you. Yes. Because that is the, that is who you are. Yeah. You are those beautiful and wonderful things. Yes. And I just challenge you, like, evaluate the world around you. Evaluate the people around you. Evaluate the things you speak over yourself. Evaluate who you are at the core of yourself because there is still time. There is still time to, to change. There is still time to improve. There is still time to grow. There is still time to just... Elevate yourself to the next level. Yes. Be authentically you. Yes. Confidently know who you are in and of yourself so that you walk into every circumstance. Take off the mask. Yeah. It's okay. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a community, we're your community. Absolutely. We want to be the more the merrier. Yes. Yes. We want to do life with you. Yes. And I know that, you know, you may be listening and you're from a different state or you're from a different place. Like, it's okay. Do you know how many people are, like, online friends? Oh, I have a very good friend, shout out to Kelly, who I met in an online breastfeeding support group. Yes. And we have been friends for almost seven years. Yeah. We make an intentional yeah. effort to make a re create a relationship. So that being said, if you're looking for people, 
we're probably your people. Yeah. So reach out. Yes. And you can reach us by... On our Instagram is the Wild Sisterhood Podcast, or you can reach us at our email is the wild, wild Sisterhood PC at gmail.com. And we so want to hear from you. We love the voices of our followers. We can't wait to hear your feedback about this podcast. We can't wait to hear your ideas on what you're walking through with your own personal identity. Yeah. Um, and I just share. want to thank the people that have already reached out. Like we've had some people oh, yeah. reach out and just give us ideas and such good ideas yes. too. I have an ongoing list. We want yeah. to hear. Don't don't feel like you can't tell us your ideas that you're going to insult us in any way. We love it. Slide into our DMs. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. Send us an email. We'd yes. absolutely just value every single word that people write to us. Absolutely. And we are so appreciative for you tuning in. I hope that you have a great week. This has been the Wild Sisterhood Podcast. And we'll see you next time.